I'm Romaine Johnston. And I'm Sandra Filiodo. And we'll be your hosts on this podcast series. Orange presents my inspiration. Here's what you can expect from each of the seven episodes we will be airing. Each month, you'll discover an honest conversation on key aspects of what it means to better own your career and your self-development. Some real-life examples taken from Romaine's coaching experience and our own lives, as well as tools to help you better understand yourself, others, and your relationship. We'll always wrap up with a practical exercise for you to start implementing the concepts in your own life. Our ambition is for you to feel energized and empowered after listening to these episodes. So enjoy and share with anyone you think may benefit from the episodes. Surfing the wave of change. Hi, Romaine. Hi, Sandra. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Good. This is our last episode already. I can't believe it. I can't believe we've covered so many topics in these seven episodes. And we picked a really great one for our season finale, the topic of change. Um, all our podcasts to date, so the, we're at six Um, previous episodes actually have been about building awareness and deciding how we can start to do things differently. So in other words, what we can change in the way we do things and the way we interact with ourselves, with others. So it made perfect sense to finish this series on the topic of change, especially now. Yeah, absolutely. Especially now um, in this period of, of pandemic where you and I are both uh, recording this virtually with uh, with our friends from Orange and thank you to them for being there. Um, yeah, period of change, huge change. Uh, thanks or because of rather the pandemic, uh, COVID-19, and which is having a huge impact on our lives. And we're all going through a uh, very, very great amount of chaos. Yeah, lots of change, lots of change. So, so we all need to manage situations of change like the one we're going through right now at some point or another in our lives. So stay with us because we're going to be talking about change, how it affects us and how we can manage it, both for ourselves but also with others, you know, our families, our partnerships, our teams, our clients, our supply, suppliers. Um, and as usual, we'll finish off with an exercise. So you've got something to take away and, and apply to a situation that you're going through. Okay, so we, we have this um, notion, especially in France, which is where we live, that change is something that people dislike. So where does that belief come from? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's because people have to think and act in a way that they're not accustomed to during change um, and because of the uncertainty that goes with it. And that's exactly what we're experiencing now. The most um, worrying factor is, I think, the degree of uncertainty. Um, and there can be real resistance to change. And, and of course, uh, resistance is greater when the change is imposed on us, huh? when, you, when you're made to change, um, when, when you choose it, that's something different. But when you're made to change or, or, or accept a change, um, and this is particularly relevant, I believe, in a professional context. You know, when somebody decides something for you in a professional context, you often can't do anything about it. And you're you can be quite resistant to change. Mm -hmm. And yet, um, I think there's something which is really important, that change is a fundamental part of our personal growth and advancement. And something just that I'd like to say, that um, the word for, in Chinese, the word for emergency, the word for crisis, is the same symbol as the word for opportunity, for emergence. Mm -hmm. And that's really, really interesting, isn't it? And so uh, you have the duality of the situation in the same word in, 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 Chinese, uh, in Chinese symbols. Um, anyway, uh, so, so change can be full of potential. It provides room for creativity and innovation, and it provides room for new ways of functioning. Uh, I don't know about you, but, but for me, this, this period of confinement, it's, 
huge amount of limitations, void and emptiness and sadness. And at the same time, it's full of potential. I'm, I'm, it's taking me places where I never thought I would go. Uh, so this goes back to the topic of stepping out of your comfort zone, doesn't it? And, and pushing yourself mm. to, to, to do things that you haven't done before. And in the, in, in the context of comfort zone, it was all about networking, wasn't it? Um, so this reluctance to go to, to, to somewhere different comes from a place of fear, usually. Um, and yet, and yet change can be a source of development and innovation and, and adopting a growth mindset will help us step over that metaphorical, metaphorical edge um, and to start thinking about what becomes possible in, in a period of change. I don't know whether that resonates mm, uh, with it does. Sandra, if I'm, I mean, you know, if I can engage you on this topic, uh, if change is, is a source of, um, change is a source of development, here's a little question for you, okay? Just answer mm -hmm. this question. Sandra, on a scale of one to five, one being the lowest level, how comfortable are you with change? I'd say I'm fairly comfortable with it and I'm fairly accustomed to it. And I'd say I'm a three or a four. I, 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 would, I would have said I was a four, but this situation is making me realize how, how much there are certain things that I, that I hold on to and grab, grasp onto. So I would say, yeah, three or a four. Hmm. Now... If I simply replaced the word change by the word development, how comfortable are you with development? What would you say? I think that sounds better to me. I think um, there's there's bias around the world around the word change versus development. So development sounds is a word that I really like. <laughs> mm. Mm. It takes the fear out of it. It takes the fear out of it. Tell me mm. more. Well, yeah, I mean, it it, it takes um, the uncertainty, I guess, out of it, and it. it puts it it puts a positive spin on um on uh, to me development means adventure <laughs> so so um yeah that's that's the, that's the way I, I frame it yeah that's interesting isn't it and and yeah. um yeah go on go on I yeah no no I mean we we often talk of change as a wave and and that's actually yeah. the the analogy that we used in, in the title of this episode so does that seem like a good way of framing it to you yeah, I do. Um, I do. I've got a slightly different image, actually, because in, in systemic coaching, and I've explained that I'm a, I'm a systemic coach in, in the last episode, well, in a number of episodes. Um, and, and so we work with relationships and we often talk about the uncertainty um, mm -hmm. experience in times of change. And that goes back to what we're experiencing now. Right. And and, and it's the notion of going over the edge. And, and I like to talk about this a little bit because um, because we do have edges and we do need to go over the edge to be able to accept a situation. Uh, as human beings, as individuals, we have edges, and as groups or organizations, we, we have edges. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, but what do you mean by edge? I mean, what is an edge? Is it a, a, a mountain metaphor? <laughs> what, what does it stand for? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. So, so, okay. so, so changes, so for me, uh, and we have this image of, of uh, of going through changes, going over the edge of the mountain, going over the top of the mountain. Okay, so if you visualize a mountain, mm -hmm. um, we go over the top, we go from a situation which we know, okay, uh, to a situation which we don't yet know. So we're going from a primary, if you like, the primary is our situation today, um, mm -hmm. to a situation we don't know, which is our secondary, if you like. And so to go from one to the other, you have to move and you have to go over the edge, to, to go over mm -hmm. the edge of the mountain. And 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 um, and the secondary is a reality which we cannot yet see, in fact. But and depending on 
how can I say this? Depending on the change that we are experiencing, uh, the mountain is more or less steep. Does it? Does that mm. help? It does because it's it's a good way of picturing um, the the unknown and the fear that goes with it, um, yeah. and potentially, yeah. So, but I, I feel like there's a difference between change that you're initiating. So you decide, you know, how 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 willing you are to how steep a mountain you're willing to climb, versus change that's being asked of you, where you don't have much of a, a voice in saying mm. what you're what you're okay with. Yeah, does that you, you make sense. That, that's- yeah, no, no, absolutely. And that's really important, actually, because when we individually initiate change, we're in control of the, situa- the situation, if you like. Um, mm-hmm. But if, if someone pushes you to change, it's completely different. And, and, and then, which, you know, when you decide it yourself, it could be just a gentle hill. But uh, when it's pushed on you and you're a bit reluctant, then the mountain could be pretty steep. Um, but you see, it all depends on the mountain. So it all depends on the changing question. And so it's not about us reacting in a certain way to change globally is us reacting in a certain way to that particular change which is required. That's interesting. So it's not about, you know, it's not about being pro or against change. It's about the situation. It, it, change in itself doesn't make much sense, does it? It's more situations. It's, yes, as, as, often, as often it's contextualization, yeah. which brings you the information. Mm. What edge did you recently cross, woman? Doing this podcast with you, Sandra. This is some edge. I mean, gosh, although although I had the idea and I jumped on my phone to phone you, I mean, just the idea of doing a podcast was a huge edge. And you and why you took me there, and we're here. We're doing the seventh one, and you know, um, but but so is my reaction to that particular change. Is it different to yours, Sandra? Of course it is. That yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. We do this all the time. This is one of the things that is part of your of your yeah. multiple lives, right? <laughs> um, so, so when you think about it, imagine how complicated it is for a family to, I don't know, to agree on something as basic as going on holiday and choosing their holiday destinations. You know, I know families where there have been huge rows. You know, and now what they do, they vote. You know, anonymously. Um, anonymously anonymously that's right <laughs> uh, can you imagine uh, can you imagine i don't know moving house moving mm-hmm. house you know that's a huge edge um mm-hmm. and and imagine how easy or how complicated it can be for an organization to move offices for example and that's mm-hmm. change which is imposed on you so let's take that example of an organization that m- wishes to move from a silo-based structure to a matrix organization so we're taking it one step further and and mm-hmm. this requires the organization to cross collectively all the members of the organization. So it's a company-wide edge, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to go be working from in one team with clearly defined hierarchy uh, and very little lateral exchanges to have connections and stakeholders in a number of teams. Um, and they're going to a completely different way of working. And they're going to be spanning different teams, working with different levels of hierarchy and lots of lateral exchanges. So um, as an individual, let's imagine a situation where you're being going from being salaried um, to being self-employed, you know. Um, and, so, and so whatever happens... We have to cross the edge individually, um, and when we're in the context of um, of a system, if you like, whether it's a family or a partnership or a team, we have to go over the edge collectively. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, I guess that's and, where that's where yeah, it gets on. complicated. 
you know, that's yeah. where it gets complicated is crossing the edge collectively. Crossing the edge collectively because we're all different in the face of change, right? Mm -hmm. We said that. Um, and so, um, so one of the examples that I want to give is that, you know, I, I became, uh, I became self-employed, uh, fairly late on in my career and, mm -hmm. um, I find myself working from home for myself with no team, no office, no boss, no coffee breaks, no lunches with my workmates. And that edge was way more challenging than anticipated, despite it being my decision actually. And despite me being totally convinced that it was the right thing to do. So, um, considering the fact that we're never alone okay now we're always in relationship professionally or per personally so it's easier to understand that the larger the group involved by the change uh, the slower the shift for the whole group to move from what they don't know their reality today to to their future reality if you like mm -hmm. does that make sense it does it does so um so you know yes go on can, no can you talk a little bit more about the the collective crossing of edges because I think that's probably where it gets tricky yeah um, absolutely so so um, the the center for for right relationships which I've talked about before which has got this you know systemic model of of relationship coaching uh, has mm -hmm. developed uh, has developed a, a model around what they call leapers bridge builders and tradition holders so the three different types of responses to change okay and um, it's based on the obvious and that change is constant, okay? And, and change is the new normal. This is what IBM said uh, in some research that they did back in 2008, I believe, and they read it in 2014. So change is now part of our lives, okay? And um, the research that was done by ORSK on, uh, on this particular work by IBM um, brought them to, to identify three different types of responses to change. So you can be a leaper, a bridge builder or a tradition holder in the face of change. And um, you, Sandra, yeah, go on. You've got a question for me. No, 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 no. I think th I, I would I would love to hear more about those three categories because um, I, I think the idea that change is the new normal is, is was was true before, but is ever more true now. Mm. So can can you guide us, take us through those those three categories, how they cope yeah. with change? Mm. Yes, absolutely. And and as I said. Don't forget, it really depends on what change we're talking about, okay? Right. So as, as a general rule, the leapers, uh, the leapers are keen to go on a particular decision. They're keen to go. They've jumped on the opportunity of moving premises. For example, we talked about moving premises. They, uh, they're engaged with the project before you know it, and those guys are all, already over the edge of the mountain, okay? They're raring mm -hmm. to go. And then if you look at that mountain, okay, so the, the leap is already the other side. And then you've got what's called the bridge builders. And they'll go over the edge a little bit later. They'll consider the options. They'll look at the leapers. And they'll be watching uh, them and considering the benefits of making the move. At the same time, they're listening to the third category, the tradition holders, who are not quite so positive about the move, who are a little bit reluctant about this move. and the last to go over the edge will be the tradition holders. They can come across as being cynical and negative, hardcore detractors who are against change. But they have so much wisdom, don't they? They have so much information to share. And every single type of response has energy and information to bring to the group. Um, so, um, so those three different types of responses can show 
up in every single one of us. It all depends on what change we're, ta we're talking about. So, so to give to give you an example, for me personally, Sandra, you ask me now to go backpacking the day after tomorrow in Brazil, or, or, or when we're no longer in lockdown, I would <laughs> I would jump on the opportunity absolutely any day. Mm -hmm. You ask me, however, to do a TED talk the day after tomorrow on the topic of change. Whoa, well, I would really dig my heels in and I would procrastinate and I'd have to sleep on it several times before saying, yes, okay, I'll do it. And yet I'm the same person and it's the same year. It's the same moment in time. It's just the decision is different. So I am different. I can be three different types of people, have three different types of response to change depending on the change. Um, you, you know what I love about what you just said? There's two things. First is that there is no judgment on the three categories. So we, we tend to talk about change as if like be, liking change is, is sort of like a badge of honor, you know, like, oh, I'm brave. I like change. So there's no judgment because um, even the tradition holders have something to say and um, and their reaction is worth listening to. So I like that. And and I also like the fact that depending on the situation, you, you can be in certain situations, you can be the leaper, like you jumping on a plane to go to Brazil yeah. or um, the tradition holder, because for, for this or that reason, um, you, you you have reasons to, to, to hold on to something. So I really like that. Um, I remember a few months ago, I was making an important decision for myself and you we were discussing it together and you guided me through a fantastic exercise that really helped me in in making the decision would you be willing to share it with the with Ooh. the auditors absolutely yes yeah. interesting you remember that it did it did have an mm. impact on you didn't it Perhaps, um yeah. okay so um all of you who are listening and sandra you can do it again on a different decision if you like um think carefully about a decision that you need to take that is going to imply some important change okay um mm. and this exercise is all about weighing up the pros and cons of this change using our image of the mountain and the edge of the top. So take a piece of paper, draw a mountain on your piece of paper and focus on the edge of the top and think about where you're at right now. So on the left-hand side, the primary, if you like, your reality, and uh, consider that you're going to the other side of the mountain. And doing this exercise will help you to plan uh, and to strengthen the forces supporting a decision for and reduce the impact of the opposition to this decision. Okay? Mm -hmm. So first step, you draw your basic mountain, you describe the plan for change, the topic. Okay? So changing jobs, reorganizing the department, moving house, anything important like that. Changing bedroom. I'm thinking of changing bedrooms. I'm thinking of confinement. What mm -hmm. uh, what change would be uh, compulsory considering confinement? Um, so, yeah, changing bedrooms could be one, you know, mm -hmm. or having to work somewhere else, having to uh, reorganize uh, the way the computers are allocated anyway. Um, so, um, so list to the left of the mountain, list all the forces in favor of this change in bullet point style, create a list of all the favors, all the forces in favor of change to the left. Now, you go to the right of the mountain and you list all the forces against this change. And take the time to really consider what is keeping you back. What are the forces against the change? 
and consider what's really in reality, the kind of practical logistical elements, but also consider, you know, emotionally maybe. Mm -hmm. Now you've done that for both sides. Let's say you've got five on each side or six, whatever. No, do five on each side. Try to limit it to the same number. It'll be better. Now carefully assign a score to each force. Okay. You go back to the left-hand side, you assign a score to each force, a ranking, if you like, from one, which is weak, to five, which is strong. So, for example, if you're desperately unhappy in your job and the decision is to change jobs or to look for a job, then give a score of five to unhappiness, okay? Mm -hmm. So that's the force for against, okay, for example. Then you've done that for the forces for and the forces against, from one to five for every single force. You add up the numbers for the left-hand side and you add up the numbers for the right-hand side. You have two figures. You work out what is the weight of the forces for the change and what is the weight of the forces against the change. Mm -hmm. So there's one important element. Change is only successful if the forces for change are stronger than the forces against it. But remember, you can strengthen the forces for and mitigate the forces against. You can choose to if you think that they can be mitigated. I mean, mm -hmm. for example, if distance was a force against changing jobs, okay, you could mm -hmm. then mitigate that force against by increasing your mobility by moving closer to this new job. But you'd have mm -hmm. to do so. So if, for example, uh, the kids' schooling, okay, is um, against moving house, then could you decide to mitigate that force by deciding to change schools during the summer, for example, rather than um, in the middle of the school year. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? It does. So you, so you end up with two scores, I'd guess, and comparing these scores and comparing how each one of them can be mitigated or, or sort of leveraged is, is how you, it helps unveil the true motivations and, and how really how willing you are to change. Is that correct? Yes, yes. It, it, it helps mm -hmm. unveil absolutely and what you can actually do in reality. So it helps unveil the, the, the importance of the forces for and the forces against. Mm -hmm. um, and then if they are very close to each other, you can mm -hmm. then whether you can boost the forces for or mitigate the forces against. Mm -hmm. And um, and if you think, I can't mitigate the forces against, well, then maybe you have your answer. It all depends on the figures and the factors, really. Right. Okay. Thanks so much, Romain. It's, um, it, it was really a lot of fun and, and very valuable digging into all these topics with you. And dear yeah. listeners, we had a truly great time um, bringing you these tools, bringing you these ideas, and we hope you learned a lot from these episodes. So if you'd like to be in touch with either one of us, here's where you can find us. Ah, yeah, that's a great opportunity. Thank mm. you. So first and foremost, my LinkedIn page, because uh, I don't have a blog and that's what I tend to keep alive and I do posts and I share posts and and that's what's most up to date. So my name is Romain, Romain, like the salad, and my surname is John Stone, like John, the, the, the first name, and Stone, comme la pierre, uh, with an E, John Stone, or my website, www.johnstonebusinesscoaching.com. Um, although it's not up to date and sometimes on Twitter, but really the LinkedIn page is the most relevant one and my contact details are there. Um, and what about you, Sandra? 
Great. Well, you can you can find my podcast, Les Equilibristes, which is a podcast. Um, it means literally the tightrope walkers in French. Uh, mm-hmm. You can find it wherever you find your podcasts. And you can find me on my website. So www.lesequilibristes, L-E-S-E-Q-U-I-L-I-B-R-I-S-T-E-S.com. Um, where you can also sign up for my weekly email. It's crafted for parents juggling with careers, family, and everything else going on in their lives. And I have an Instagram page as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's where we can we can keep in touch. So it's it's been it's truly been a pleasure for both of us to collaborate on these podcasts. We've had so much fun and to work with the Orange team on this this great project. So yeah, if you want to if you like what you heard and you want more, let us know. We'll make it happen. And mm. bye for now. <laughs> yeah, and so absolutely. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for staying with us to the end and trying out these tools. We'd love to hear from you if you can. And uh, yes, it's bye for bye for now from me to remain. Take care. You are listening to My Inspiration, an Orange Podcast. <laughs>